Esports are a big deal. Competitions worldwide are gaining more eyeballs. A recent study uh, completed on the matter said there were over 205 plus million viewers across the world at one point for esports competitions, and they're only growing. It is really becoming as big as traditional sports. Chris Overholt joins us right now. He's president and CEO of Overactive Media Group, who uh, we've talked about Toronto Defiant on the program before, but we're going to talk about Toronto Ultra. They are Canada's first Call of Duty home team. Welcome to the show, Chris. Kelly, good morning. It's good to have you on. So yesterday, the Toronto Ultra made a major announcement that you're going to be playing home games at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. How big of a deal is this, uh, considering we've got a massive crossover audience? Isn't that great? It's uh, it's like new meets old, right? And and uh, we've got a got an entirely different generation of sports and media fans who are consuming uh, you know their sport in their way uh, in an entirely different manner and. Um, so we thought it appropriate that uh, as part of the launch of our Call of Duty franchise, our Toronto Ultra have a home that uh, kind of kind of nods to our history as a city. But at the same time, uh, you know, Mattamy has been the rebirth of that organization or that uh, facility. And, and so we thought really appropriate that we take our Toronto Ultra team into that venue. And so how many people does this Mattamy uh, Athletic Center uh, seat? Yeah, we would expect to do about 2,500 seats per day. Uh, we'll play over the course of a weekend, and we'll do that a couple of times next year as a matter of getting started. So, uh, you know, over the course of next spring and summer, we'll put 10,000 rabid eSports fans in uh, inside that facility for a great event and a great new experience for the city of Toronto. Esport fans already know what's going uh, down with esports and, you know, how the uh, big events are conducted. But for those of us that have never been at an esports tournament, can you describe how, like, the setup, what are you doing? Are you just watching some people sitting on couches eating Doritos, playing with the controller on a big screen? Or w- what do you see? Because then obviously that's tongue in cheek with the Doritos. Yeah, no, I get it. It's uh, But you're right. You know, you're right to raise it as a common misconception. I mean, these are. These are athletes in and of themselves. They, uh, you know, this is a, a physical expression of a cognitive ability that requires as many as 400 movements per minute to be successful at the highest levels in these games. Um, you know, it's a it's a global phenomenon. Esport, you know, gaming's been around for years and years, but esport has been developing as a, you know, as a, a posture around the next generation of sports and entertainment fans. Really, only in the last several years, and it's hit mainstream North America in a significant way, even in just the last eighteen months to two years. Um, but the live event experience is phenomenal. If you've not seen it, then I really would want to encourage any fan who has an interest in gaming generally, but certainly anybody who's ever even, uh, you know, had a chance to to play these games as a casual fan or as a casual gamer in their home or with their friends. Uh, it is a sport, you know, as you pointed out off the top, uh, it's, these are sports in leagues that, that command literally millions of people at a time watching the event. You know, our, uh, our European League of Legends team just played in the World Championships uh, in Paris several weeks ago. And as a matter of leading up to that tournament, uh, they played in the semifinals in Madrid. The, that particular game at that moment, it was a quarterfinals, uh, drew the, the single biggest concurrent viewing audience for an eSport event ever, and it was north of uh, 2.5 million people. I think the number is 2.8 million concurrent viewers. So, uh, you know, I can tell you early days... Just out of curiosity, how coming. many people tune in for something like the Super Bowl? Do you know offhand, Chris? Yeah, the Super Bowl audience uh, globally is usually in the neighborhood of 100 million. Okay. And to follow your point up, 
Um, the, uh, the, the world championships of uh, League of Legends last two years ago was consumed by more than 200 million people. Yeah. It was the single biggest sporting event in the world. So, uh, you know, as we've talked about so often over the last 12 months, this isn't something that's arriving. It has arrived. And it's going to have a very significant live event audience uh, right here in Toronto starting next year. Now, you come from the traditional sports uh, arena, your background, right? Yes. Yeah, 23 years in uh, NFL, NHL, uh, NBA, and uh, more recently the Olympic Committee over the last eight or nine years. So, I mean, was there a part of you when you first heard about esports that said, come on, that's not real sports? And how did you come around to, to realize that, wait a minute, these people are actually athletes in their own right? Yeah, I would be lying if I didn't say that I had to do my uh, my homework and my diligence as I was exploring this opportunity. But I actually did that well in advance of taking the uh, the position with Overactive Media and its partners. I uh, I had actually looked in on esports way back in 2016, uh, right after the Rio Games. I, I engaged in uh, a process with Activision Blizzard at the time they were getting ready to stand up the Overwatch League. Uh, and so I had a chance to dig uh, really deep on the industry and on its potential over about four or five months. And it was fascinating to me, honestly, and, and not like anything I'd seen before. Um, you know, and, you know, to your point on, on athletes um, expressed through eSport, I really do think of it that way now. I don't, um, you know, I have a bias, of course, to our Olympic athletes in particular and all of what they bring to their various sports disciplines. But I've really come to understand uh, what it means to be an eSport athlete and the demands that are placed upon them. And frankly, is there Give us an idea, Chris, of, of the uh, demands that are placed upon an eSports uh, athlete. Because obviously there's a lot of dollars up for grabs. You know, like uh, tournaments have paid out 60-plus million dollars in prizes. Yeah, the, uh, you know, you have to think about it in this context. There are um, literally millions of people around the world that game. In the context of the Call of Duty League, there are only 12 teams, maximum roster of 10. So these are the best, arguably, the best 100 to 120 players at that game title in the world. And How so do you find them? To be that good at, uh, we scout them. We scout them in the same ways that sports teams scout them. We have a, an infrastructure inside our organization that that looks to identify talent. We have uh, coaches, and general managers, and assistant coaches, and analysts to pull the data apart. Uh, starting next year, we're likely going to do some predictive testing and modeling around player personality and, and psychology around being a player. And we're also looking at um, strategies for nutrition, hydration, sleep patterns, all of those things that are required to be a top-performing athlete in any sport are required here. Our Overwatch League and, and soon Call of Duty as well, these leagues are not just North American-based leagues. Uh, This requires our players to travel all over the world. In the case of Overwatch, there are four teams in China, one in Seoul, one in London and Paris. So imagine, you know, again, cognitive ability, physical expression of that ability. If you're not sleeping, if you're not hydrating, if you're not managing your diet, your physical and mental health, then you're not going to be able to perform at your best. And as you point out, these are all considerations if you're going to be a pro player on a sustained basis. All right, so tickets for Call of Duty League games in Toronto go on sale to fans. Uh, they will be going on sale, is it tomorrow? Yep, tomorrow. We're, uh, we're getting ready to go. We're, uh, we've announced our venues, you point out. We've already revealed our roster a couple of weeks ago at, at a launch event that hosted more than 1,000 people, and uh, Toronto's ready to, uh, to start with its new team in esports. And so if people want to go to these events, uh, how much are tickets and where do they get them? 
they can uh, buy tickets online through the Madame Center directly, and um, and the tickets average in price. So you can uh, whether it's a weekend pass or a single day event. All of them are available online. So really easy, just like buying a Raptors game or a Leafs game. Okay, so they vary in price, depending on where you're sitting. Yeah, of course. All right. And so the uh, first event will take place March 21st and 22nd, 2020. And then the next is July 18th and 19th, 2020. Uh, Chris, it's been a pleasure having you on the line here. I'm going to keep your number handy because I think we're going to be talking esports a lot more. And it seems like you have a lot to say about this. And I would love to pick your brain further. Thanks, Kelly. I'll look forward to that. All right. Cheers. That's Chris Overholt, who is uh, president and CEO of Overactive Media Group, talking about Toronto Ultra playing home games at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. How fitting. Call of Duty is the game that they play. So a lot of crossover. A lot of you guys like, uh, you know, the hockey and you play Call of Duty. So this could be the biggie for a lot of people to check out as far as uh, esports goes here in Toronto.